you have your Bibles, you can open up to the book of Isaiah, chapter 50. Isaiah, chapter 50. I'm going to read verses 10 and 11. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Behold, all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire and in the sparks that ye have kindled. This shall ye have of mine hand. Ye shall lie down in sorrow. Walk in the light of your fire. You know, if we fear the Lord, if we obey the Lord, if we obey the voice of his servant, we will not walk in darkness. We will not find ourselves in darkness, and we will find ourselves in the right light, in the right fire walking in the fire of our light. If we trust in the Lord and stay upon Him and rely upon Him, we will not walk in darkness. We all are kindling a fire. We all are gathering or compassing ourselves about with sparks we all walk in the light of the fire we have kindled in the sparks that we have kindled. Every one of us here are lighting torches in life. There is only one fire we are to walk in as Christians. There is only one fire we are to kindle as Christians and everything flowing out of this because there are sparks that are pure and holy and there are sparks that are tainted and unholy. How do we light the right fire? How do we kindle the right fire? How do we ensure we kindle the right sparks? The voice reads, so you who are listening, do you acknowledge the eternal one as God? And do you take seriously what the servant of God has to say? If you are enveloped in darkness with no light to see, take confidence in the name of the Eternal One. Rely on your God. Ah. But if you've tried to go it alone, the light by which you go is your own consuming fire, and the torches you light will be your undoing. So how do we ensure that we light the right fire, that we walk in the right fire? How do we ensure that we are gathering to ourselves the right sparks? The answer is the fear of the Lord. The answer is obedience. The answer is obeying the voice of His servant. The answer is trust in the name of the Lord and reliance on him.
the light by which we go is a consuming fire. Now, we can go in the wrong consuming fire. We can walk in and live in the wrong fire. Gather the wrong sparks. Kindle the wrong sparks. Light the wrong torches. The fire we kindle or the sparks we compass ourselves about with or the sparks we kindle, the light by which we go is our own consuming fire, these torches we have lit. Hebrews 12, verse 29 reads, For our God is a consuming fire. The heart of every true believer is that they be consumed by God. The heart of every true believer is that they be completely consumed by God, that they walk in that fire, that that would be the light of their fire that his fire would consume them and that they would be purified and that they would be lit by God himself. This is the fire they seek to kindle. These are the sparks they seek to kindle and the torch they seek to light. That the torches they seek to light, that the torch they seek to light be their making and not their undoing. That the fire they kindle be their making and not be their undoing. That it be their making and not be their ruin. Isaiah 50 verse 11, walk in the light of your fire and in the sparks that ye have kindled. That word walk is to go or depart or proceed or move or live. Speaks of manner of life. Psalm 5 verses 1 to 3. The Passion Translation, it reads, Listen, Yahweh, to my passionate prayer. Can't you hear my groaning? Don't you hear how I'm crying out to you, my King and my God? Consider my every word, for I am calling out to you. At each and every sunrise, you'll hear my voice as I prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you. Every morning, I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar. And wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. The message reads, every morning you'll hear me at it again. Every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on your altar and watch for fire to descend. We need to rise each morning and go after it again. Not that we get distracted or disillusioned. That we somehow get diseased. The compromise slips in or we, we take to kindling the wrong sparks, lighting the wrong fires. Rise each morning and kindle the fire. Rise each morning and kindle the sparks. And yes, he brings the fire and he is the fire, but what I'm referring to here is the passion we bring. It's the fire and it's the sparks that welcome his holy fire. It's the laying out of the pieces of our life and crying out that the Lord would meet us. That the fire that would be lit in our life would be nothing else and nothing short of the fire of God.
no other sparks. But that as we light the right fire and kindle the right sparks, our everything would flow out of that holy fire. Back to our main text, and the Amplified reads, Who is among you who reverently fears the Lord, who obeys the voice of his servant, yet who walks in darkness in deep trouble and has no shining splendor in his heart? Let him rely on, trust in, and be confident in the name of the Lord. And let him lean upon and be supported by his God. Behold, all you enemies of your own selves who attempt to kindle your own fires and work out your own plans of salvation, who surround and gird yourselves with momentary sparks, darts, and firebrands that you set aflame. Walk by the light of your self-made fire and of the sparks that you have kindled for yourself, if you will. But this shell you have from my hand, you shall lie down in grief and in torment. The Living Bible reads, Who among you fears the Lord and obeys his servant? If such men walk in darkness without one ray of light, let them trust in the Lord. Let them rely upon their God. But see here, you who live in your own light and warm yourselves from your own fires and not from God's, you will live among sorrows. You see, the answer for our darkness is trust in the Lord. The answer for our darkness is reliance upon the Lord. And the reality is, if we are off lighting the wrong fires, it's darkness anyways. If we're gathering and bringing, encompassing ourselves about with the wrong sparks, it is darkness anyways. If we are out lighting the wrong torches, it's darkness anyways. And so there's only one answer. There's only one hope. And that's that we run to the Lord. Our own light is darkness and our own fires may warm us, but they are not from God and they are not of God. You see, God's light and his fire silences the dark. God's light, his fire peels back the dark. His light and his fire overcome the dark. God's light and his fire bring shining splendor. I want to ask tonight, do we reverently fear the Lord? Do we obey the voice of his servant, the great servant Jesus? Or we could say, do we obey the voice of his servants? Do we rely on the Lord and trust fully in Him? Are we leaning on the Lord and making Him our support? It is a serious matter, the fire we kindle. And it's a serious matter, the sparks we kindle. Those torches we light. See, the Lord wants us to rely on our God. And he warns us, but if you've tried to go it alone, the light by which you go is your own consuming fire, and the torches you light will be your undoing. And so we must mind our torches. If we were asked tonight, what fire do you want to walk in? What 
fire do you want consuming your life? What would the answer be? What fire do I want lit? What sparks do I want kindled in my life? Is the Lord pleased? Pleased with who or what is consuming us? Consuming our thoughts, consuming our time. Is the Lord pleased? Is the Lord pleased with the torches we are lighting? Is the Lord pleased with the fires? We are kindling. Is the Lord pleased with the sparks we are kindling? God's fire is our making. Hebrews 12, verses 27 to 29. In the Passion Translation, it reads, Now, this phrase, once and for all, clearly indicates the removal the final removal of things that are shaking. This is the old order, so only what is unshakable will remain. Since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights His heart. As we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe, for our God is a holy, devouring fire. The voice reads, he is like a fierce fire that consumes everything. You see, God wants to consume everything. He wants everything. That's his heart. He's not partial towards us. He's not seeking that we be partial towards him. We need his fire to cleanse us. We need his fire to heal us. We need his fire to mend us and shape us and make us. My, how we need the fire of God. How we need to kindle that fire with our passion. How we need to welcome that fire with our holy fervor, with our devotion, with our commitment, with our obedience, with our trust. That his fire would come and consume everything. That his fire would come and consume our character, our mind, our will, our emotions, our heart, our desires, our passions, our lips, our convictions. Only that which cannot be shaken will remain, the word says. And so we kindle the sparks and kindle the fire the desperation, calling on the fire of God to consume our everything. Is that your prayer tonight? That all that remains is that which is unshakable? That all that will remain in our life is that which is unshakable? God's fire is our keeping. The fire of the Lord keeps us safe. The fire of the Lord keeps us out of the dark. 1 Peter 2, 9, it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, 
his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 1 John 1, 5 and 6, this is the message which ye have heard, which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Listen to these words. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. If we say we walk in darkness, that's one thing. But if we say that we have fellowship with the Lord and we claim that we walk in the light, but really we walk in darkness, the text says we lie and we do not practice the truth. His fire not only cleanses our everything and makes our everything, but it also keeps our everything. Leonard Ravenhill said these words, God didn't come to be a shareholder. Forget it. God doesn't want to share your life. He wants to own it. He doesn't want partnership. He wants ownership of every part of my being. You see, his fire is our keeping and his fire is our belonging. The fire of the Lord is not only our belonging, our keeping, our belonging, but the fire of God, the fire of the Lord is our anointing. And we need that anointing. Further words of Leonard Ravenhill, he said, if the Son of God needed the anointing, how in the world do you expect you and I will get by without it? We need that anointing every day. We need that quickening. We need that motivating power of the Spirit strong in us every day. And these words, the greatest miracle that God can do today is to take an unholy man out of an unholy world and make him holy. Then put him back into that unholy world and keep him holy in it. What a miracle. Are we looking for something greater? That is the greatest miracle that God calls us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And we get the right fire kindled in us. We compass ourselves about with the right sparks that we've kindled. We light the right torch and he can set us back into the darkness and know that that torch will not be consumed, but that we will stand. That's a miracle. That is a miracle. You can take an unholy man out of an unholy world, make him holy, and put him back in an unholy world. And that man or that woman will remain holy. God's fire is our keeping. It's our belonging. Strong in his ownership and in his anointing. How many want to be strong in his ownership? He's not a shareholder. God's not saying, can I be a shareholder? Can I share, you know, hold shares? And there's other shareholders. God's saying, I want it all. I want ownership. And he has the right to demand it. That's the only way we're going to walk in the right fire. The only way we will truly have light. God's fire is our defeating. 
Psalm 97, verse 3, a fire goes before him and burns up his enemies round about. The Passion Translation, all around him burns a blazing glory fire consuming all his foes. How many think we need to walk in that fire? We need to live in that fire. We need to have our manner of life. We need to live in the fire of God, not only live out of it, but live in it. It's our only hope. Otherwise, we will be consumed time and time again. We will fall. Psalm 97, verse 5, the mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. How are we going to face the mountains in life if we're not walking in the light of the right fire? Micah 1, 4, the mountains will melt under him and the valleys will split like wax before the fire, like waters poured down a steep place. The truth tonight is that when we are walking in the fire of the Lord, we are safe and we are strong. Our enemies are no match for the fire of God. The mountains are no match for the fire of God. And so we must do what? We must get passionate. We must trust in the Lord, become obedient. We must rely on God. We must take the pieces of our life, put them on his altar, surrender all to God and say, Lord, I'm here to kindle these sparks. I'm here calling on the fire of God that thou would be the light, that thou would be the fire that I walk in and live in and live out of. His fire is our power to defeat enemies, and his fire is our power to move mountains. His fire is our power to walk in victory. Samuel Chadwick said, Spirit-filled souls are ablaze for God. They love with the love that glows. They serve with the faith that kindles. They serve with the devotion that consumes. They hate sin with fierceness that burns. They rejoice with the joy that radiates. Love is perfected in the fire of God. He goes on and he says, destitute of the fire of God, nothing else counts. Possessing fire, nothing else matters. Tommy Tenney said, fire doesn't fall on empty altars. There has to be a sacrifice on the altar for the fire to fall. If you want the fire of God, you must become the fuel of God. The fire doesn't fall on empty altars. We sing this old song many years ago. and One of the lines was, a sacrifice was made and then the fire came. And there's such truth in that and such power. And really it's reality because these words, these words are truth. The fire of God doesn't fall on empty altars. If we're not experiencing the fire of God, is our altar empty?
we're not experiencing the fire of God, is it that we're filling other altars? If we're not experiencing the fire of God, if we're not living in the light of that fire, is it that we're off trying to compass ourselves about with other sparks? We're trying to kindle other sparks. You see, God will take care of everything else. Everything in life. And we know those beautiful words. But the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and righteousness. And all other things will be added. And so let's get wrapped up in kindling the right fire. And let that fire consume us. And when that fire consumes us, God's got everything under control. He'll get us where he needs us. He'll get us where he wants us. He'll bless us like he wants to. He'll use us like he wants to. God will do all things well, but we cannot leave this altar empty. Because if we leave this altar empty, God is saying, this is going to be our undoing. That's what he's saying. Sorrow is on the other side of this. But on the other side of this is pure joy. And so we don't leave that altar empty. I wonder how many altars, the Lord's altar, we each have one. Are they empty? Are we going to God and saying, Lord, make a deal. You can be a shareholder. I don't know what kind of response we think we're going to get. I don't know what kind of response we think we should get. And other lying voices don't count. And the voices of those that are close to us that want to make us feel better about ourselves or our situation or our empty altar, they don't count. Only one voice counts, and that's the voice of God. So if I'm saying, Lord, how about you be a shareholder? He's saying, no, no, no. I'm going to be an owner. I'm going to own everything. That's how this deal works. That's what it means to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We didn't go to an altar and say, Jesus, you can have part. But why is it that sometimes after that, we make him a shareholder? We try and overthrow the owner. It's all his. I want to encourage us all tonight, don't leave the altar empty. Because if we leave that altar empty and we head off filling other altars and kindling other fires and lighting other torches, it'll be our undoing. But on the other side of God's filled altar is pure joy. Proper fires don't kill devotion to God. Now, this can speak however it needs to tonight. Proper fires, proper torches, proper sparks, they do not kill devotion to God. 
Proper sparks don't kill commitment to the Lord and to his house and to his ways. So an example tonight would be I'm off trying to do my own thing or get my own thing or light my own thing, and all of a sudden church attendance is out the window. What we've done is we've left the altar empty, and we're off trying to light our own thing. That does not please God. And we can say, well, hey, God seems to be opening doors. Are we sure? Are we sure? See, God says, go walk in the light of your fire. But it'll be your undoing. It doesn't mean it's immediately our undoing. It's like, okay, I get it, God. It's amazing. I sat with an individualist a while ago, and they said, I, I don't feel anything anymore. I don't feel the presence of God like I used to. I don't feel the power of God. And I said, well, what have you let go of that kept you close? And all of a sudden, the list. I don't feel relationships in the church like I used to. Well, what have you let go of? I don't feel the same when serving on the team. What, what did you let go of? And you know what some of the answers were? And the main answer was church attendance. I let go of Sunday night when I used to be at Sunday night. You know what another one was? I let go of pre-service prayer. Another one, I let go of devotion time in the morning. It's like, hey, go light your fire and walk in the light of your fire. You're free to do it, but God says it will be your undoing. So don't leave the altar empty. Because you know what happens if we leave this altar empty? It is sorrow. It's sorrow in the house of God. We come in. We don't feel connected. And it's a slippery slope. And we think we're okay. But I really do feel tonight to warn all of us. With these simple words. The proper fires don't kill devotion to God. If our fires are killing devotion to God or commitment to his house, they're taking our time away, those are not the fires we should be kindling. The Bible says, honor the Lord, he'll honor you. Proper sparks don't distance us. Are there any self-made fires? What torches have we lit? Are we, are we off seeking to light? We can have the worshiper team, worship team return tonight. Deuteronomy 4, 24, it reads, For the Lord your God is a consuming fire. It says, a jealous God. Wow. The voice reads, your God burns with jealousy when you're not completely loyal to him. God will not bear any rival, and this jealousy is pure and holy and only of the Lord. This isn't some messed up jealousy we're talking about. This is perfect jealousy. This is pure jealousy. This is holy and right, and it's only of God. 
So here's the question. What fire are we kindling? What sparks are we kindling? What fire are we walking in? In the light of what what fire? Because the fire we kindle will consume our life. The fire we kindle will devour everything. I don't know about you, but I want God's fire to consume my life and to devour everything. Because only in His fire does everything live like it should. This will either make us or break us. Your God is a consuming fire. Let's stand tonight. Thank you for your word, Lord. Just thank you for the reminder tonight by your word and by your spirit. I thank you, Lord, that you are a God. You are the God that will not relent until you have it all. I pray for all of us tonight that would be, it would be the cry of our heart that you would come and consume everything. Lord, that we would start, we would start kindling the right fire. And if we are, Lord, we would never let the flame of the fire die down. We would keep the altar full because we know what it means and we know what it means if we don't have the altar of the Lord full. And so, God, we completely surrender. And we acknowledge tonight that your fire does not fall on empty altars. We love you, Lord. Let's just sing this out. Take a moment in the presence of the Lord. We'll close in prayer. Thank you, God.